He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. Go get it, dog. I'm a man. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. I'd be sitting on a firecracker. And suits so fine, they made Sinatra look like a hobo. It's a fantastic day for the United States of America. It's the Bill King Show. Red 7. I don't know what Red 7 means. Brought to you by Omni Nashville Hotel. Fifth Avenue, downtown. Hot Rock. That's what we call a sack lunch. I do have are a very particular set of skills. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. of the season is the time where we can throw out a bunch of stuff, right? I mean, we can go lots of various directions. Let me let me explain something. Non-playing portion of the season is the time where latitude is extended. Latitude is elongated. We can go other places that we're not going to go during the playing portion of the season because of the time crunch, right? We've got three hours, which is a decent amount of time, but it's still finite, and we don't want to get too far. We, we sometimes do during the playing portion, but we don't want to get too far out of the loop because of the pressing needs of the day, which is the game that just got played and the games that are about to get played, right? That's what the playing portion of the season is. The majority of that time is spent on this show, the games that just got played, and then the games that are about to be played, right? Because it's right there in our lap. It's it's upon us. Non-playing portion of the season opens up for a plethora of other items. Could be anything, right? That's the latitude we allow on this show. And predictions whether they're right or wrong or crazy or misguided or accurate, doesn't really matter. All of that kind of stuff can get on the show during the non-playing portion of the season. Tom in Myrtle Beach says, Bill, take a look at this. This is from Big Game Boomer. Now, this is a guy who is a Oklahoma fan, but he's got a pretty good following. I don't know anything about him, but he's all over Twitter. And he has SEC predictions. Okay. A dude has some SEC predictions. Uh, Okay. I mean, is that new? No, but Georgia won. That's pretty easy. Number two, you ready? You ready for number two? South Carolina. Number three, Tennessee. Kentucky now. Listen up who's number seven in the SEC East. And by the way, here in a couple of years, we're not going to have divisions. But for now, we do in the SEC. 
Tennessee three, Kentucky four, Missouri five, Vanderbilt six. He's got Florida at number seven. Now, if that's accurate, which I don't think it is, but if it's accurate, Billy Boy, by the way, I like his name. Yeah, I approve of the name. Billy will be in some trouble in year two, at the end of year two, if this is true. You ready for the West? Number one, you ready? LSU. They got to go to Alabama. Now, they've, they've been more successful in Alabama than they have Baton Rouge, even if they just won in Baton Rouge. But LSU won. Alabama, two. Ole Miss, three. Arkansas, four. Now, wait for number seven. You ready? Auburn, five. Mississippi State, six. A&M, seven. Jimbo will not survive that. I wouldn't think. If that is accurate, coming off a 5-7 and seven record, and they finish last in the West, I don't think Jimbo gets another one. They'll have to pay him tens of millions of dollars. No way he makes it, if that's accurate. I don't think that's accurate, but if that prediction happens to ring true, no way. No way. Now, I would have Tennessee second. I, no debating, number one. That's Georgia, and then there's a big gap. Number two, I would have Tennessee, and then after that, I think you can debate it. LSU one, I'd still pick Alabama one, but I'll tell you, LSU being picked number one is not crazy. That's not just some wild – Bill, they just finished number one. True. True. And – Alabama, by their brand recognition, their brand superiority has a lot of questions. I think most of those are going to be answered in a positive way. But if you want to just say, Bill, I'm a skeptic, a lot of questions about Alabama, that's a legit point of view. New coordinators, which I – I like those hires. I, I'm not I'm not going to have a ticker tape parade about it, but I think those are solid hires. Tommy Rees and Kevin Steele. Maybe there's a little bias there on my part. I still like those those hires. Really good recruiting class. That's not anything new, but a lot of new talent flowing in. Transitioning quarterbacks. Now, here's one item. I'm a big fan of Ty Simpson, but he still has yet to really play. Right? I think he's going to be a very good quarterback. But we still need to go out there and do it. You're not going to be as good as you were with Bryce Young. You can't be. And you just went 10-2 and with Bryce Young. That's a concern. I'm not spelling gloom and doom at all. I think Nick's got another run at him, perhaps. But... You got a couple of problems if you're Alabama. Your roster is transitioning, and it better transition fast. You got two new coordinators. That's a little bit of a getting used to stretch of time, period, et cetera. And you got a really big problem with Georgia on the other side of the league 
And you got a problem now inside your league because Brian Kelly is going to be better this next year than he was in year one. You got problems that you used to not have at Alabama. And you're transitioning from Bryce Young to a new quarterback. I think the new quarterback will be good. He's not Bryce Young. Not yet. I think Ty Simpson can be a very good player, though. That's probably not a fair comparison, but it's real. I mean, it's what's happening. And right now, folks, we don't even know if he's the quarterback. He should be. How many of you have doubt that they make the right decision there? If they trot out Jalen Milrow first, then we got problems. We got issues in T-Town if that's what they do. Tommy Reese tried to recruit Ty Simpson. Yeah, he did. He, he He tried to recruit Ty Simpson, and obviously Ty Simpson wasn't going to Notre Dame, but Kirkland, Bill, did the Senior Bowl committee want Will Lutz and made Stetson Bennett the fourth wait? And he thought more doubters just screw them, Bill. I mean, I don't know. I, I'm not. I have never been a guy that watched those college all-star games. I don't even. I didn't watch a second of that stuff. Never have. I know those games can be important for a guy building his brand for the next level. I understand that part of it. For me as a fan of college football, I just have no interest in it. So, you know what? I'll tell you how disinterested I am in like the Senior Bowl. When Stetson Bennett was in – Old East Dallas, and he got arrested for public intoxication. I didn't even know that he wasn't going to be at the Senior Bowl. I didn't care. I didn't keep – and, I look, I love the Stetson Bennett story, but it's just not – my mind doesn't work that way. I don't care. So I couldn't tell you what anybody's doing at the Senior Bowl. I mean, I'd see tweets about a player here or there, and that quarterback you're talking about. Saw tweets about him, too, in the game. But I didn't watch. I I don't remember. Let me put it this way. In my entire life, which would include about 50 years of college football obsession, I don't have one senior bowl memory. Not one. Griff was just on the show a week from yesterday, and he was down there. We talked about it. We talked about it a little bit yesterday. So, I mean, yeah, we acknowledged it, but I don't even – I couldn't tell you. I, I I don't even keep up with it. I've had players tell me that, Bill, I had a really good senior bowl, and it really helped me in my draft. I've had players tell me that, pros. Being here in town with the Titans – and I live in an area where a lot of the Titans move. So, and, and a lot of the Titans would have kids on the same little league teams or the same league that my kids would be in. So a lot of these Titans 
I got to know through the years. And we would talk about, heck, the show, or we would talk about their college career, or we would talk about, hey, this is how things materialize for me. This is why I got to where I'm at now. This is what happened. And I've had them tell me, man, you know, I had a good uh, college career. But when we got down to Mobile, I just, my, my game just elevated more. And I got noticed, and that's why I got drafted, got this money. That's why I'm where I'm at. I've had players tell me that, but but I don't watch it. I couldn't I couldn't tell you when the senior bowl gets played. If if a rerun that I've seen twenty times of this old house on PBS on a Saturday is on at four thirty, I'm probably watching that if I'm in the house before the senior bowl. Time in Myrtle Beach. Bill, the new back-to-back Georgia Coke bottles are out. I know what to get you guys. And he mentions me, Ken, Georgia dog for Christmas. He says, should I wait for the three-peat, though? No, I want the two-peat and the three-peat, if I can beg. Can beggars be choosers? I don't know. All right. Let's get the break. Coming back. Omni Nashville Hotel. from home and you want down-home cooking, Kitchen Notes at the Omni Nashville Hotel is the answer. Excellent, fresh, and local, just like Grandma used to make. Start your day with a Music City omelet and some prime rib hash, or a cast iron waffle with Nashville hot chicken. For those wanting variety, hit the biggest breakfast buffet in Music City. And of course, the world-famous Biscuit Bar. Start your day with the fresh, local, and down-home cooking of Kitchen Notes at the Omni Nashville Hotel, 5th Avenue, downtown. If you need a staycation or planning a trip to Music City, stay at Bento Living Chestnut Hill. Voted the best boutique hotel in the city by the Nashville scene. Bento Living is located on the edge of bustling downtown and boasts on-site dining, shopping, live entertainment on the rooftop, and free fitness classes. Come experience Nashville like a local. Visit bentochestnuthill.com to book your Music City vacation today. Howdy, folks. I'm back to remind you about the best steakhouse in Music City, Bob's Steak and Chop House. The only place in Middle Tennessee to get a five Wagyu steaks cooked to perfection. And when that special day rolls around to treat that special someone, make your reservation now at Bob's Steak and Chop House. From petite fillets to massive tomahawk ribeyes. When somebody asks, where's the beef? You tell them, Bob's Steak and Chop House. Make your Valentine's Day reservations now. And treat the best in your life with the best in Nashville. Bob's Steak and Chop House. At the Omni Nashville Hotel. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-529-2856. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes or overweight or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life. 
life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-529-2856. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-529-2856. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds too. For affordable term life, call 800-529-2856. It's a Bill King Show. Of course, you know what kicks in right after recruiting, and it accelerates, and that's knucklehead season. So God knows what happens, who it happens to, when it happens, but if you're a fan of whatever school, it's coming your way. Knucklehead season always sprouts up. Weekday mornings beginning at 6 on Sports Radio 560 on 95.9 FM. all there is to know about Johnny Five Star, and now you can too. It's Bill King. The reason why I had the disclaimer about the non-play portion of the season and we have latitude to go places we probably wouldn't go much during the playing portion of the season is because I was about to read the big game boomer thing. And several of you, Jeff too, Bill, with all due respect to Tom and Myrtle Beach, I trust and am more interested in Jeff and the Burroughs' opinion more than anything big game boomer ever puts out. He says, ask him, Brad, about that loser troll, small game boomer. Yeah, Brad doesn't like him. I don't know the guy. I don't know anything about him. I, I don't know where he's from. I don't know what he does. I I don't know. I just know he's on Twitter. He puts out some elaborate outside-the-box stuff that gets everybody riled up, which is probably what he's trying to do, and um, people respond. That's the reason why I went through that. Yeah, that was Tom was just regurgitating that. It wasn't his list, and uh, – Look, I mean, some of that might not be. I mean, Florida last in the East and A&M last in the West, I wouldn't check off on. South Carolina number two, well, they did beat Tennessee, but they didn't have the season Tennessee had. And uh, LSU winning the West. Now, LSU winning the West, um, again, folks, they just did it. LSU's a problem, y'all. I, I've been telling you since they made that hire. That's going to be a problem. And that team you just saw LSU put on the field is not going to be the best team you've seen out of Brian Kelly. That's just the start. You can dislike Brian Kelly, which is your prerogative. Dude is a hellacious football coach who has not yet until now been at a brand name that you can win that big at. He got Notre Dame to a national championship, and he got them to the playoffs, and he had them undefeated heading into the postseason three times. And he was named coach of the year several times. 
That's not fake, y'all. And Notre Dame right now as a brand is not what they were when they won it under Lou Holtz in the late 80s. The brand is not as powerful as it once was. I'm not saying you can't get it back, but it's been, we're going on four decades, okay? I mean, <laughs> we're, we're starting to get some distance here. Just a little bit of distance. But that's why, look, somebody could, if, if I happen to be interested and somebody's got a list and it looks interesting, I'll, I'll throw it out there if it, if it fits the agenda for the moment. Yeah, I will absolutely do that. Brian on Twitter says, and I believe, yeah, he's down there in, uh, Brian's in Crestview, right? Which is the uh, the Emerald Coast area. Who was the really good Georgia Tech player? Uh, Tom Hammonds. Yeah, basketball player out of Crestview. Yeah, Tom Hammonds. The naysayers, Bill, and downers of Bama works right into the coach's plan. Keep it up. Well, yes. Okay, I will I will check off on that. Yes. That that does work into Nick Saban's plan. Nick is good at a variety of things. He's good at everything, basically. You well, you could debate, and I like these most recent hires. Again, I'm not saying they hit five run grand slams with them, but I like them. But has Nick gotten a little stubborn when it comes to staffing? The answer is yes. And I know what that's like. I know because it frustrates fans, and I understand that. He has. Could that be ultimately the reason why they don't win another national championship under his tutelage? It could be. I've seen many coaches go down this road. Now, not with the resume of Nick Saban, no. But just can't see the forest for the trees. They just won't do it. Now, did you hear the mullet? The mullet, a couple of weeks ago at a press conference, and again, their season started off well and then just completely fell off the flat earth into the abyss. Spencer Sanders is transferring. I mean, they've had all kinds of roster upheaval. It's just a big mess. And the mullet is the best coach in the history of that school, head coach, football coach. This year fell to pieces. He was at a press conference, and I actually overall like the mullet, but he he's, can be really thin-skinned. He's got a real nice head of hair. Yeah. And he's done a good job there at a place where you're not going to be a recruiting ranking school. He's done a very good job of evaluating talent. I've talked to him about recruiting and how they have to go about it. Yeah, we've had a one-on-one conversation about that. Anyways, anyways, lest I digress. Somebody at the press conference asked him about staff changes. This is a month ago or so, and he got pretty mad. And his reply was, first of all, I'm going to – he said something like, I'm thinking about banning you from these press conferences, which is – so silly for him to say. Not a good look. And then the reporter said, well, I have to ask these questions. It's part of my job. I have to ask these questions. And he got mad and said something like, you're talking about people's lives. 
You're talking about families. You're talking about a wife back home. You're talking about the kids in school. They didn't use those words, but he said, you're talking about people, families, human beings, which is true. But the reporter does have to ask that question. And what the mullet was saying, Coach Gundy, is these are real lives here. I mean, I have to make decisions, and if I do, it uproots families. True. True. But the bottom line with all of that is that's the world you're in, okay? That's the world you chose to be in as a coach. And you know as a coach, you can be uprooted, you wifey and kids, at any point. And end up in a city if you do get the next gig. Some some don't get the next gig. But if you're good enough and you're just simply going to take the next gig, maybe a place you never even thought about. I remember, I'll, I'll just, just as a random example, I've had a million of these conversations. Herb Hand. Herb Hand was here at Vanderbilt, offensive line coach. And James Franklin left for Penn State. Herb stayed back initially because he was interviewing for the Vanderbilt job. And that same year, we were doing the show out of Indianapolis at the uh, coaches' convention. So, anyways, I was talking to Herb. Yeah, Bill, I don't know that I have a chance, but I'm interviewing for this job. And obviously, he didn't get the job. But, and he ended up going up to Penn State to join James because James told him, look, I understand. Stay back. See if you can get an interview. See what happens. But I'll hold this job for you, and if you need it, when you need it, come on. Well, he ended up not getting the Vanderbilt job. I don't even think they responded much to him. And uh, he moved to Happy Valley. Anyways, the day that he knew, I mean, I think he knew the whole time he wasn't going to get the job, but there was always that needle in a haystack hope. And uh, so I'm talking to him on the phone, and he said, yeah, I'm about to flop to Happy Valley. And I remember him saying to me, what a hell of a way to make a living. And he was just giggling because he knew that could happen. And they're but look, he's getting paid probably at the time three, four, five hundred thousand to be the old line coach. More more of that probably at Penn State. He's been paid well. He bought himself a place on the Emerald Coast. He's got a place on the ocean down there that he's gonna eventually retire to. He used to always we always talk about that. James Franklin's got a place down there too. I mean, lots of coaches. Uh, Jerry DiNardo does. Lots of coaches have places down the lovely Emerald Coast where the show is heard. Lovely Emerald Coast. But but my point is, he said that to me, and I've heard that from other coaches, but that one stands out to me because he was – and his family was here in Brentwood. His kids are going to Brentwood Academy, and they're staying back because some of them had a year or so to go in high school, and they were not going to go with him. So he was going to move to Happy Valley, which he did initially without his family. Then his son, who was finishing up football at Brentwood Academy, finished up after a year, I think. I think it was one year. Moved to Happy Valley to go to school up there with him, and he ends up leaving there to go to Auburn to join his buddy, Gus Malzahn, who he became friends with at Tulsa when they were there together. So his son, who finished up at Brentwood, moved to Happy Valley, then moved down to Auburn. And obviously the wife's with him and all that, but but that's that life. So back back to the thing about 
criticism will help inject Nick. The doubters, that's part of it. True. But Nick has been stubborn with his staff. And my point is, yes, it does involve real-life families. And kids who get uprooted out of a school that maybe they're totally happy with. And a wife who is in a neighborhood that she's totally happy with. Her friend's there. She loves being around. But that's that world, okay? You can't make a decision based on, I really don't want to have to move that family. You can't do that. That family has a contract. Most of these contracts, look, it used to be one-year deals. For the assistance. Now, if you can command two, three-year deals. They're not long like coaches' deals, but you can command. You've got a little cushion there. Not forever, but you're well taken care of. Plus, you're getting a car deal. You probably got a country club deal. You're getting a lot of stuff paid for. If you're a hot shot like Munkin, you're making well over $2 million. Mike Elko was making that at A&M. Two-plus million bucks, right? Good, good high-level coordinator these days. Tommy Reese is probably getting two million. I haven't seen the contract, but I, I would assume now Tommy was at Notre Dame, which is private. You don't have access to those numbers. Word is Brian Kelly was making about eight there. He's making tennis at LSU. My point is, Nick has been very stubborn about staffing, and. I don't necessarily know it's about not wanting to uproot families. Maybe he doesn't see what some other people think they're seeing, but you cannot not make a move based on, boy, little Johnny and Susie are going to have to come out of that elementary school. That's the world you chose to be in. You knew that before Johnny and Susie got to the elementary school. That's not new. Living the life of a coach, whether you're an assistant or a head coach, but an assistant coach is nomadic. That's just the world you chose to be in. They also pay you really good to be part of that. Yeah, most of you making, I mean, think about it. We dumb down. Somebody's making $400,000. We dumb that down because we're used to seeing all these head coaches. I mean, if a head coach is making two, three million bucks, you're going, that's poverty level, right? In the real world, that's crazy wonderful money, right? Families would be elated to be bringing in that kind of money. But we dumb it down because we're so used to all these crazy numbers. But, yes, those guys like Alabama, coaches in Alabama are so well taken care of. Now they are worked to death, and they're probably screamed at a lot. (laughs) And they don't get to come home to mama too much. But, 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 hey, if you get hired by Nick Saban, Tommy Reese, you think Tommy Reese doesn't know that where he's going – where he is now at is going to be a level that he never – and he's from coaching. Tommy Reese is born into coaching. Tommy Reese has DNA that says football. If you can read his DNA, it reads football. 
the deoxyribose nucleic acid, DNA. He's born into football. Nick Saban's a whole nother level. You think when he flew on that private jet down there to Tuscaloosa, he thought, you know, these hours are going to be easy and he's never going to scream at me and, uh, boy, this is going to be a cakewalk. I'm going to make good money. He knows exactly what he's going to. You sign up for that. Forget all the other stuff. <laughs> You're going to be doing that. That's a good, good point by Brian, though. Kirkland down there in middle Georgia. Bill, is it harder for a group of five coach to make it in the Power Five? You mentioned Billy Napier in Florida. Um, yes and no. Depends. If it's Brian Kelly, no. Some others can't handle it. There's this notion that just because you won on a small level where you had to go out and uh, mow the lawn on the practice field, you had to raise money on the side because you couldn't afford extra pads. If you win there, you can win at a place where they have all the resources. That's not necessarily the truth. Just because you won on a non-P5 level, not saying on that level, metaphor, metaphor for the show. Just saying, just because you did it at uh, Central Michigan doesn't mean you could do it at Alabama. It might. Brian Kelly could do it, but but I'm. It's tough. It's tough, guys. I'm the Nashville Hotel Friday. Grizz Nation. Make some big Memphis noise and don't miss your Grizzlies this Friday at 7 as they battle the Minnesota Timberwolves for their annual HBCU night celebrating Black History Month presented by Pinnacle Financial Partners. Arrive early as the first 5,000 fans will receive a Grizzlies scarf. Get hyped, get ready for a star-studded show and secure your tickets by calling 901-888 or shop online at grizzlies.com. From Middle Tennessee's home for the Memphis Grizzlies, Nashville Sports Radio. Are you tired of your current vehicle? Maybe looking for a new or pre-owned vehicle? Hey guys, it's Zach. Hayes Nissan of Rivergate is the best choice for your vehicle needs. Located at 1550 Calton Pike North in Madison, Hayes Nissan of Rivergate has been serving the Middle Tennessee community for over three decades. That gives you confidence that Hayes Nissan of Rivergate can find the perfect vehicle for your lifestyle and your budget. Their friendly and knowledgeable staff will make sure you are taken care of. I should know because I've seen it firsthand. Every vehicle I've purchased has been from Hayes Nissan of Rivergate, and I love the entire process. Now, I don't want you to forget about their award-winning parts and service department. It has everything you need to get you back on the road. Go visit them on the web at NissanofRivergate.com. They're open there 24-7, 365 days a year. Or give them a call at 615-865-7220. Again, that number is 615-865-7220. That's Hayes Nissan of Rivergate, where your dollar always goes farther. 
When was the last time you did something fun with family, friends, co-workers, and clients? What if I told you about a place under one roof that offers affordable entertainment for all ages? That's what you'll find at Strike and Spare Family Fun Centers in Donaldson, Hermitage, Tusculum, Hendersonville, and Murfreesboro with bowling, games, food, drink, and entertainment for all ages. Enjoy an enhanced experience in Hendersonville or Murfreesboro where they feature additional fun with bumper cars, laser tag, roller skating, and more. All locations are open seven days a week, including holidays. Visit online at strikeandspare.com. Strike and Spare, where fun is bowling. With 13 locations nationally, including Smyrna, Star Leasing Company is a semi-trailer one-stop shop and the perfect place to build a career as a semi-trailer mechanic. Seeking candidates with all levels of experience, Star Leasing Company has a semi-trailer technician trainee program with sign-on and quarterly bonuses and other opportunities such as $1,000 for having a yearly physical. The package also includes 401k with company match, health, dental, and vision insurance, competitive pay with weekly paychecks, and paid holidays and time off. Star Leasing Company, not your typical semi-trailer leasing company. It's StarLeasing.com to learn more. This is the Greg Pogue and John Burton Show. So it's Miss Amy now for everybody, Uh, right? Apparently it's it's Miss Miss Amy. Amy. It's Miss Amy, Miss Amy. I call her AAS. I call her owner. (laughs) Uh, And then uh, Rams. You know what she is? She's a wolf in sheep's clothing. uh, Damn, uh, bro. She oh, knows, she's she oh, knows, she's a gangster. Uh, oh, she knows what she she's doing. a gangster. She knows what she's doing. Yep. Greg Fogue and News Channel 5's John Burton, WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. like tackle football bill king does and you can connect with at bill is king on twitter or 615-844-5600 there will be at the omni this Friday, last two months, we have not been at the Omni the first Friday because it got moved for various reasons, and it happened again this month, which is fine. A lot of times, they'll have conventions or out-of-town people that will rent that area where we do the show in Kitchen Notes out, and they spend a lot of money on it. So if that happens, Todd will say, hey, guys, can you move it? because we've got a high-paying group coming in here to rent your area out where you do the show. It's not our area, but where we do the show. And, yeah, we move it around. So when things like that, at one time Greg was traveling and we it was just couldn't get everybody there at the time. Greg was traveling with his broadcast stuff. So that happens, yeah. But we'll be there this Friday. If you happen to be in the area, in the 615, we'll be there. Drop on by. Last time we were there, Tiger Mike came in. I'm doing the show. And pretty big dude. Tiger Mike's a big old boy now. And I didn't know who this guy was. I just saw some guy in all this LSU garb come in. I said, hey, man, have a seat. We'll hang out a little bit. And he said, Bill, Tiger Mike. Oh, I do know you. I just thought it was some local dude who's a big LSU fan was in the area came on by. No, he lives down on the Emerald Coast. He's from he's from Louisiana, but been down on the Emerald Coast. He was up here because his daughter had a uh, dance 
convention of some sort or competition of some sort. So that's what happened there. Tomorrow, TJ will be with us. Yeah, TJ Pittenger will check in with us on uh, Thursday. Dean, Bill, good call on Tom Hammonds from Crestview. That's impressive. Long live Bobby Crimmins. Bobby Crimmins, when he was at Georgia Tech, had Mark Price, had some really good teams, right? John Sally. Who's the kid? He was the top-ranked player in America. This is back in the 80s. Six, seven. He was a shooter, a pure shooter, about six, seven. Um, he had a lot of good players. But, but, and I really, at the time, when I was watching them in the 80s, this is when I really, I was into college basketball deeply, okay, deeply. I, I wasn't – I mean, I kind of – I mean, I appreciated Georgia Tech and what he did there, but I really wasn't a big fan. I didn't really like him. He retired there, and he would come on. He he joined our station on Sirius XM for a while and was fantastic. I became such a fan of his. It's amazing how – I don't know how many of you have done this, but you watch a coach, and he's out there competing, so you don't really know, is that really him when he's not – coaching and then you meet them and your your thinking of them is so different and Bobby Crimmins wasn't necessarily the most you know stomping around aggressive coach out there at all not at all I just I don't know I judged him wrongly and met him and then had him on the show he could not have been more good <laughs> is that a, is that a good statement is that a good sentence he could not have been more good the host of the show just said I just was impressed I was. I, 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 I was a big fan of his. It's, I don't know where he is today. Is he still on, on that channel? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But I really became a fan of his. Of course, I'd already known Bruce. Bruce came on with us. Of course, Rick Stansberry. Now, I heard Greg Pogue was telling me that Rick, and I have not heard from Rick. Rick had some health problems up there and had to take some time off. I don't know what the latest is, but my boy was struggling a little bit up there. Greg, Greg Pogue actually called me to tell me about this. Greg's from there. Greg knows that area like I know Wilco. Dean said Dennis Scott. Yes, Dennis Scott. I was trying to think. I remember when they recruited Dennis Scott. Buddy of mine from Conyers, Georgia. Was a big now, – now think about this. This is back in the 80s. He was a big Georgia and – I know you fans are going to throw stuff at the uh, at your radio. Georgia Tech fan. He liked both. He loved Georgia football. Now, this is before the 1990 Georgia Tech natty with Bobby Ross. This is uh, mid-80s, somewhere in there. But love Georgia football. Of course, Georgia football wasn't that many years, just a couple of years removed from 1980 National Championship. And um, obviously Vince Dooley was hanging on there at the end some before they handed it off to Ray Goff. But he loved both of them. But 
when Dennis Scott signed, and we would always look at the uh, McDonald's All-American team and uh, all those various All-American teams back in the 80s, we'd look at them, football and basketball. I was I was into that stuff back then. I mean, I was into it big time. Basketball as much as football back then. And I remember when Dennis Scott signed. He was ranked in that class. Wasn't a very top-heavy class, but he was ranked the number one player. Went to Georgia Tech. And had a really good career. Was mainly a just a, a pure shooter. 6-7. Yes, Dennis Scott. I don't know if I would have thought of that name. Thought of uh, the other name earlier. Tom Hammonds, but I couldn't think of that one. Yeah, and Tom Hammonds, Denny Crum thought he was getting Tom Hammonds. And then they they got never nervous Purvis Ellison out of Savannah, Georgia. And once they got him, they weren't going to be able to get Tom Hammonds, so Tom Hammonds said I'm going to Bobby Crimmins at Georgia Tech. I know that story because Denny Crum told me about that story. Denny Crum was also on our channel who won Natty's two of them at Louisville and went to many Final Fours. Went to various Final Fours. Anyways, market is down slightly, about 57 points as we get started. Had some spy options yesterday that got real happy. Bought some spy options into the close yesterday. The Fed spoke. Everybody got spooked. Really didn't say anything. Jerome Powell didn't really say anything. So there was an overreaction with captains all the time. It went sawed green, and I jumped on the wave. And it was a fun ride. It was a very fun ride. Anyways, let's take a break. Omni Nashville Hotel, Friday. What happens to your decision-making when you drink? Well, after one drink, you feel confident. A few more, and calling your ex at 1 a.m. seems like a great idea. And you're pretty sure the secret to a great taco is four-day-old macaroni. The bottom line, drunk you doesn't make great decisions. So you're risking a DUI or worse if you count on him to get you home. Plan before you party. Get home safe. Paid for by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Are you over 50? Would you like to get up to 33% more income in retirement? Then call now for this free book, Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers, from a leading financial firm on maximizing your income in retirement. That's right, free. This free book reveals little-known truths about annuities in simple-to-understand terms that will help you make the right choices before buying an annuity. And it's free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report, summarizing the rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. Call 800-715-9880. That's right. Annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling today. Call 800-715-9880. That's 800-715-9880. 
Sponsored by Annuity General, producers have the appropriate licenses for the products they offer. Increased income is possible using strategies suited to your goals and may require buying multiple annuities and holding them full term. Grizz Nation. Make some big Memphis noise and don't miss your Grizzlies this Friday at 7 as they battle the Minnesota Timberwolves for their annual HBCU night celebrating Black History Month presented by Pinnacle Financial Partners. Arrive early as the first 5,000 fans will receive a Grizzlies scarf. Get hyped, get ready for a star-studded show and secure your tickets by calling 901-888 or shop online at grizzlies.com from Middle Tennessee's home for the Memphis Grizzlies, Nashville Sports Radio. Hey, Nashville, start your day the right way with Bongo Java Cafe, located in the lobby of the Omni Nashville Hotel. Bongo Java is Nashville's oldest local coffee company. Get your day started with a freshly baked muffin and wash it down with a hot cup of dark roast or hair of the dog blend. With free Wi-Fi, you can get some work done while enjoying a toasted breakfast sandwich. Beat the traffic, treat yourself at Bongo Java Cafe, located in the lobby of the Omni Nashville Hotel, 5th Avenue, downtown Music City. It's the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. Staunch Titans fan, season ticket holder, Tim yep. Kelly is OC. Your reaction? Oh, I hate that so much. <laughs> oh, I hate that so Well, all right. Some more uh, tight end bubble screens, right? This sucks, man. Yeah, this is live reaction, dude. I had no idea. Yeah, trash, man. I hate it. The McFarlane Show with Darren and Justin on Nashville Sports Radio WNSR. Scouts had to come up with a whole new star system just to classify him. It's Bill King. attended all Hallows High School blocks away from Yankee Stadium. Lots of basketball talent from Bronx, players and coaches. Danny lives there, he would know. Danny patrols those streets, he would know. Jeff, too, Bill, researching Bobby Cremens. He's retired, lives in Hilton Head. His resume is impressive considering he won three ACC titles, 85, 90, and 93, during the heyday of North Carolina and Duke. Also has a Final Four in 1990, along with UNLV, Arkansas, and Duke. That would have been UNLV's phenomenal team of 90. Beat Duke by, what, 30, 40? Then the next year lost to Duke. I've got one of the financial shows on right now. I just looked up. There's a dude in a boat from one of the financial shows, and he's in the ocean off Myrtle Beach. So he's close to Tom and Myrtle Beach, and they're looking for debris (laughs) from that balloon. (laughs) Oh, man. That's funny. Yeah, what are they – 
What do they think they're going to come up? What's what's in that big old balloon? What are they doing out there? Ken down in uh, middle Georgia. And this is a list. Top 10 recruits from the state of Georgia in the final on three consensus. And he's got Caleb Downs in there going to Alabama. Justice Haynes going to Alabama. Vic Burley going. C.J. Allen going to Georgia. It's a fantastic list. Cosby Cattleman. I think we got about three, three, four minutes here. Cosby Cattleman, welcome in. Don't go see Trisha Yearwood down there at the Bluebird Cafe. The headliner's regular season Rick over at Peabody Memorial Gymnasium. Hey, Bill, I don't think uh, Patton got to you. I've been on hold for about the last ten minutes. I, oh, I got sorry. a little something for you. No I, I got a little something for you real quick on uh, yeah. Crimmins and then a little regular season Rick on the West Door. Yes, sir. Bobby, uh, uh, great coach. That, that Lethal Whitman three team. That was something. Was that his Final Four team? I guess. But Kenny Anderson and all that. He was considered a better recruiter than X's and O's guy. Yeah, but um, unfortunately, he wound up his career. He kind of embarrassed himself on the way out the door. You're like you're a bean counter there. Mentioned Hilton Head. Yeah. He wound up down there at College of Charleston, Bill, which is a great uh, mid-major type program. Right. And um, he last two or three years, they treated him like a god. The team sucked, and he quit on his team uh, mid-season. Disappeared on his team. Nobody knew where he was, and he was walking around the beach in Hilton Head. Post and Courier didn't know where he was. He just walked out the door and quit on his team. Pulled a spurrier. Wow. So, kind of sad how it all wound up for him. But I guess he's done on him head full time now anyway. But it's just kind of a, uh, pretty embarrassing and a shame to see him go out the way he did. Hey, Bill, going to be a wild scene tonight. Uh, I still got to make a decision. I got a buddy who says I got till about noon to tell him if I'm in riding shotgun or not. Where's the WNSR van going to be? In Wilco by the kiosk. Uh, okay. Uh, Adam didn't get a catalytic converter put out. I figured it might be over at the Chili's or at the uh, Wendy's or something. No, he did not. <laughs> Hey, Bill, tickets are running pretty high. I was looking on the Ticketmaster, about $80 for a single. Looks like we're probably going to look at a sellout here. Uh, Tennessee favored by 10. Um, pretty big, uh, going to be a pretty good scene tonight, I think. You going to be there? I I don't know, Bill, man. I, this is, I mean, this is a pretty big game tonight, Bill. Tennessee's playing like crap. Um, spreads 10 points. I don't feel good about it. That's the reason I don't want to go. I think they're going to get beat. So on my fan duel, are you saying take take a Peabody plus the I, I two? I think uh, yeah yeah I think I think old Stackhouse is a little desperate for his NIT bid. I think I'd take a Stackhouse plus ten. Hey, Bill, I got one last thing in the show here. I got a guest suggestion for you going towards baseball season. Yes, sir. Uh, get Chris Lee on. He's one of your bros, right? I like Chris. Yeah, I know him. Uh, he's on all the time over here on the pretty side of the plateau, and uh, Stackhouse hates him, and he hates Stackhouse, and it's classic radio. Oh, really? I didn't know. So that's a thing? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. didn't know that. Uh, the, the, the word is he's going to hang around. Uh, that fake AD they got is going to bring him back for one more year. But uh, he's, if Tennessee takes over that gym tonight, let's say it's 75% orange, which it probably will be, and regular season Rick dumps it on him by 20, that might be it for Stackhouse. He can go play golf full time. <laughs> See you, Bill. Cosby Cattleman may be heading to the 615, y'all. Yet to be determined. Tomorrow, TJ will be with us. You got any suggestions? I don't know. Who should I? Should I get J-Book back? Maybe I'll try J-Book. Or maybe I don't guess it up at all. I mean, other than TJ. I mean, we don't guess it up just to occupy space. You know that, right? Flashpile.